Nuance nostalgia, it's a 90s vibe. Come and tap in, we're keeping it live. Live, live. Nuance nostalgia, it's a 90s vibe. Come and tap in, we're keeping it live. Live, live. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Nuance Nostalgia. I am Nick Norris, and with me, as always, is Caitlin Pazuzu Shortall. Pazuzu? That's, that's the name of the demon in the movie. Oh, I, I had no idea. They never say it in the movie. I say it in the sequels. Yeah, so that's the name of them. Well, there you go. Yeah, we're talking about The Exorcist, uh, 1973, directed by William Friedkin, the first horror film nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture. And and Caitlin's struggling with her (laughs) headset, so she's not talking. Yeah, they're so these headphones i guess are just not meant for this kind of thing yeah apparently so i'm just on the struggle bus but it's gonna be all right we had a a spooky weekend this weekend we had a a family halloween party my family not yours we're not incest and uh we also had it's important distinction yeah (laughs) and then we went to uh a a haunted house here in birmingham atrox fear factory factories yes um i go every year most years i should say since uh since high school actually for me um it's a great time every time yeah yeah Uh, but this time i was especially tired and so um i i don't know if they thought i just wasn't scared like i was sad or like (laughs) because like i had a pre-gaming for the halloween party we went after that and they were like one of the even one of the actors was like what's wrong <laughs> pretty lady and i was like oh no i must really look sad you like, you look incredibly sad whenever you're tired like upsettingly sad uh i always ask when you're tired i'm like are you okay and you're like yeah what do you ask and it's because uh for those who are watching the video stream she looks like this <laughs> yeah i i i really do actually look very i don't know what it is i'm very like <laughs> i do i i am actually genuinely sad when i'm tired though that's probably a little bit what it is like but it's just funny that when it comes across my face it's not funny it's a little sad but but anyway that's what happened and <laughs> i was very not reactive to like anything that they were doing because i was just so tired yeah. it looked it all looked good i was enjoying looking at it all oh yeah the, yeah the, yeah, the effects and everything were it's great. always slightly different yeah yeah there was a completely naked woman as one of the props i was gonna say it wasn't a real person but no as far <laughs> so, as i know it wasn't it, but like, she didn't move so you probably. saw everything and it's pretty wild yeah wild that they did that but um but yeah uh a little bit little or some of it is the same every year um and there are some parts that were different i was like that's nice yeah and uh like there's like water droplets in a few like areas which always bother me it's like what kind of water is this like where's it coming from i don't i don't and i don't like being surprised by water in general so yeah anyway in general i do love atrox it's really fun well speaking of really fun we're dressed up today (laughs) you are a cat that's right i am a dracula a dracula (laughs) yeah 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 so uh we're gonna dress up every week for the next until halloween i think we have two more episodes as long as we're able to record them we both are busy but i think we should be able we to. do be busy yeah we do be doing things yeah. yeah but uh this week we're talking about the exorcist 1973 a movie that neither of us had seen prior yeah like i'd always well first of all i should say i've seen all the scary movie like you know parodies or whatever yeah and I think it might be the first one that they parody this in or whatever. Yeah, it's like at the beginning of Scary Movie 1. I yeah, think. the first yeah. one, yeah. 
So like I I saw a few of the references in this movie as it related to like the parody of it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's why the kid looked like that. You know what I mean? Right. It, yeah. Yeah. So I had not seen this before. Yeah. People always say that this movie is like terrifying, especially for the time. And I was always like, yeah, probably for the time or whatever. This movie holds up so well and it still is pretty scary. And the special effects in this are incredible. Everything in this looks the, real. For the time it was, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't like egregiously bad. No, yeah. I think everything in this still holds. I think if you put all, all these things in like a low budget horror movie today, you'd still be like, those were good effects. Like the puking that's just green. Yeah. And like just the like the lashes the people get. Like <laughs> yeah. there's nothing like last it week could we watched, definitely be worse. Yeah, yeah, last week we watched Hocus Pocus and there's this like CGI lightning and you can tell yeah. it's fake. Nothing like this in this. Right. I can I can like I could watch all this and be like, Yeah, that looks pretty real. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as the impact this had on pop culture, this completely reshaped horror and every yeah, horror. Surely it did. Yeah. Well, this was like even before like Children of the Corn, right? And all the Stephen King stuff, right? Oh yeah, this inspired a lot of Stephen King stuff. Yeah. This is nineteen seventy-three. Um, I mean Every horror movie or piece of media we've gotten since is heavily inspired by this movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, this is kind of the blueprint for a lot of, of horror movies to this day of how they're set up and how you think you defeat the monster and then you realize it's not really, you know, it's not really dead and it's back and all the, it's, yeah. th this is a, I was surprised at how much I like this movie. Hmm. Yeah. I did go to sleep at the end of it, but you did. But you rewatched <laughs> the ending, so it's okay. Yeah, so I did see it, yeah. but um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely could have been worse. Did you like sure. it? I did. Yeah, yeah but I, I mean, I've said before. I think my tolerance for horror movies is just like a lot higher now. Like it takes oh, yeah. a lot for me to like get really like disturbed by something. Yeah, I never felt disturbed by this, but I appreciated yeah. it. Like I thought yeah. I was like this is a really well-made movie. Yeah. And I can sure. see at the time how this could be really and still for a lot of people today would be really disturbing. Uh, yeah. I just yeah. think the only I mean the only issues I had were just with like how movies were back then. Yeah. Like the <laughs> how they end scenes sometimes is just so jarring like yeah, the immediately. Pacing. Yeah. I will say that for a 70s movie, this movie moves pretty fast, especially one that's 2 hours 2 minutes. It's they don't waste a lot of time. Yeah. Um, you compare this to something like Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity is so much slower than it this. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And this yeah. is this this movie's fifty years old this year. Like that's an, an old movie to to have this kind of pacing. But you're right. There's sometimes where people finish the sentence and immediately, as soon as they finish the sentence, we cut to the next scene. And it's like the craziest thing you've ever seen, and they immediately go to the next scene. Or like, oh. <laughs> or like we're looking at somebody in the beginning of the day, and then we cut, and they're the same characters asleep. And I was like, is this a different character? Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's just you know things. How things it was evolve. back then? Yeah. Though, yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm gonna go over a rough summary of the plot, like we always do. And we can talk about it as we go through. I'll stop at the end of every paragraph. Um, so the plot of this, for those who haven't watched it, because I feel like a lot of people that listen to this maybe have not watched this. Yeah, I mean, we hadn't. And yeah. if you're younger than us, and if you're younger than sprightly 21-year-olds, I'm just kidding. We're not <laughs> <laughs> if you're younger than that, you definitely haven't seen it, more than yeah, likely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in Georgetown, Washington, D.C., actress Chris McNeil is starring in a film directed by her friend Burke Dennings. McNeil, along with her 12-year-old daughter, Reagan, rents a luxurious house with servants. Meanwhile, Father Damien Karras, a psychiatrist, a psychiatrist, sorry, who counsels Georgetown University priests, 
visits his ailing mother in New York. He confides to a colleague that he feels unfit in his role, citing a crisis of faith. Um, I like how this sets up and we don't waste a lot of time. We, we immediately meet the main characters and we get their gist. We're like, okay, this, uh, this is an actress. She has a daughter. The daughter's 12. She's just a normal kid. We get this priest that's struggling with his faith. Yeah. It's, there's not a lot of like downtime. I appreciate that for sure. Yeah. Um, wild that they chose her job to be an actress. Yeah. They're yeah. like, she can't do nothing else. All she <laughs> does, is she can act and that's it. Be pretty. And be pretty and yeah. have a terrible haircut. So well, it's the seventies. So well, that that's what that's what my main thing is. Is yeah. like she can't even have a bank account you could be yet. A, you so. could be an actress, or you could be a secretary. Exactly. That's, about it. that's <laughs> a nurse. That, or that, a nurse. Yeah. yeah, and like that is just my problem in general with that time. But like you know yeah. how that goes. Um, it just it, it was what it was at the time. But and then she couldn't be just like a single mom. She had to be divorced, or I guess technically not. So well, I don't know. Maybe she was divorced. It's kind of complicated. It seems because at first they set it up like maybe the dad's dead because she's like That's oh, I always loved her father. Was, yeah. But then he's just in Europe, and it's like maybe they're split, or you know, you don't really know what's going on, and yeah. they don't really waste time talking about it. You just know the dad's not in the picture. They're just they're really it, well. I guess I mean we figure out that he is alive. I mean we both thought he was dead, but yeah, yeah um continuing along chris hosts a party with Kara's friend father Dry- uh, dyer who explained Kara's role as counselor mentioning that his mother died recently reagan seemingly unwell appears and urinates before chris uh comforts her after she puts reagan to bed it, the bed shakes violently dyer consoles Kara's, who uh, experiences guilt and not having been with his mother when she died and reagan's personality becomes violent um yeah, this is the scene we we're talking about that's been parodied where Reagan walks into the living room. She says, you're all going to die. And then she's just pees on the floor. Yeah. Um, which is just so unsettling. You see it in the parodies and you're like, haha, but it's so unsettling when you see everybody's face watching it. Yeah. And nobody's like, oh, everybody's just like, oh, God, yeah. what, what just happened? Yeah. You know? And I'm like, that's pretty good acting by some background actors to be like, oh, yikes. This is this girl's not OK. Yeah. They're not wanting sure. to look judgmental. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah for sure uh she is subjected to medical tests which find no physical cause during a house call reagan exhibits abnormal strength one night chris finds the house empty except for a sleeping reagan dennings is found dead beneath reagan's window detective william kinderman uh questions cars confiding that dennings head had turned backwards so you know one thing about me if anything's medical in a movie i'm gonna dissect it to the point where it doesn't need to be you do yeah (laughs) it's just you know i i for, unfortunately i can't help it um but don't know where my water is i don't know do you need this one you can have this one here's the baby the ba- <laughs> maybe he's just been face down this whole time i found the water nice yeah anyway just to comment on just like the medical stuff i can't first of all 70s medicine in general just looked insane number one i'll get that out of the way just everything they were doing was like whole time i was like what the f- is going on and then aside from that um which like i said none of this even really matters none of it matters it does be it does to me though you know what i mean so i'm going to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> go ahead please people there are plenty of people that appreciate it <laughs> but anyway i mean i i can't blame them for like solely focusing on just like a a physical reason for why all this is going on because that would be 100 percent like what anyone would do is yeah. be like yeah this is definitely like like first they tried to say like she was having like seizures or right. like 
she had the abnormal strength that people do whenever they try and save their children, which that doesn't even make medical sense in general. Yeah. Because she doesn't have a, just adrenaline sitting in the bed. Right. So that just didn't make sense in general. And then, <laughs> but my first question was, why are we not considering, this is the 70s, so I guess this is why, but I was like, why are we not considering that she's just like crazy? That yeah. would be what anyone else would think, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but like I said, since it's the 70s, maybe that was why. But, but anyway, that whole thing this just bothered me a lot. <laughs> but because obviously we're watching it, we know it's about a demonic possession. Right. But it's not like any medical professional would be like, yeah, possessed. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a scene where there's like 12 doctors in a room. Which that wouldn't have a period. But yeah. like, aside from that, yeah, like that whole scene where they're like, yeah, you know what? You probably need to see about like getting an exorcist. Like, there's no <laughs> way that they would say that. Like, yeah. it, I don't know why they chose them to tell her. And that. they, they, the way they rationalize it is like, well, this is all in her head. So if you get an exorcism, maybe she'll think that she's better. But I mean, it's that's, like, I mean, yeah. But yeah. it's like this girl's eyeballs are yellow. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> do you not see how she physically is? Yeah. Like, that's what we used to. That's, how do you not look at her and think that like? Like either she's literally like schizophrenic paranoid and yeah. like she like, you know, that but yeah, her eyes being yellow and then like she has like cuts on her skin and like vomiting green yeah. random stuff. <laughs> it doesn't even look like vomit. Yeah. And so so anyway, like I, the whole medical side of it, I was like, What what are y'all doing? What's happening? <laughs> like it didn't even start to get better until somehow someone recommended the priest. I don't know who it was. I don't know yeah. if it was a doctor. Someone did, and that's finally when they got help. But I was like, what is happening? Like, and this, sorry, I was wow. really loud. <laughs> wow. That was a good one. <laughs> sorry. You want me to cut that? Oh, sh sorry. I was cursed again. My bad. I'm just, I'm f***ing up. Oh, I did it again. I'm, I'm, I'm freaking up. <laughs> let me, let me mark that F-bomb. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway let me get it together but um <laughs> anyway um all about to say you already know i had a problem with most medical things in this movie yeah that was just my main idea it was just logically it didn't make sense even though like it was even supposed to you know what i mean it doesn't technically have to but like yeah and, and in general 70s medicine looked insane like everything about the scans they were doing looked absolutely crazy yeah. and they only thought of or they mentioned at one point shocking her why like well, why that's the 70s i mean you shocked people, you shocked people if they were gay in the 70s exactly so, yeah. so maybe that's why i don't know i just I couldn't believe that whole segment of it thank god they didn't do it. none of that none of that would have worked <laughs> it's crazy uh so reagan's condition worsens as her body becomes covered with sores kinderman tells chris that the only plausible explanation for denning's death is that he was pushed from reagan's window as um as kinderman leaves reagan has another violent fit stabbing her uh, privates with a crucifix and turning her head backwards. Reagan is con uh, confined to her bedroom. Uh, I was surprised at that scene because it was vulgar. Uh, it was it was very jarring. I was yeah. like, this is wild, especially for this. That's wild today, but especially for the seventies to to be stabbing. You're just a twelve year old girl stabbing herself in that area with a crucifix. The things that she's saying it while it's crazy. happening. Yeah. I was like, this, this is, uh, this is, this is not holding anything back. Yeah. 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 Is my nose messed up? No. Okay, good. That's no, you look sure. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, aside from that, um, yeah, I, I was like, oh my God, blood doesn't look real. But besides that, um, yeah. And then at one point, she, like, I don't know if it's this part, she like shoves her mom's face in her crotch i'm like what yeah i forgot about that yeah. yeah i was like oh my god 
for like I said, holds nothing back in this movie, which yeah. is one of the reasons why it's you know people still watch it and it holds up. You know, yeah. Uh, Chris seeks out Karis, who visits Reagan. The possessed Reagan claims to be the devil and projectile vomits into Karis's face while speaking in tongues. Spirit says it will remain in Reagan until she is dead. At night, Chris's assistant calls Karis to the house, still ambivalent. Karis concludes that an exorcism is warranted. His uh, superior grants permission on the condition that an experienced priest lead the ritual. Uh, Catholic priest uh, Lancaster Marin, having performed an exorcism before, is summoned. Um, well, I will say that uh, that priest, the first one, yeah, looks like Rocky. He does, and this predates Rocky by three years. Yeah, which yeah. I didn't know. Which because yeah. there's at one point, like someone goes up to the original priest and is like uh like I, I knew i'd recognize you you look like a boxer and i was like yeah. is that a is that supposed to be referencing rocky and no that had sorry i almost burped again that movie doesn't exist yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's so, pretty cool yeah um it makes you wonder how much um uh, this inspired rocky maybe you know if, it, if at all hmm. yeah that'd yeah. be wild if it did yeah <laughs> uh marin arrives at the house as the priest reads from the Roman ritual, Pazuzu curses them. The priest rests and Marin, uh, the priest rests and Marin shaking tables. Um, Karis enters the bedroom where Pazuzu appears as his mother, showing weakness. Karis exclaims that Pazuzu is not his mother. Marin excuses Karis and is uh, and continues exorcism by himself. Karis assures Chris that Reagan will not die and re enters the room, finding Marin dead from a heart attack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well what how was anyone supposed to know that was a heart attack yeah because i don't think they explicitly say it no they sure don't yeah or show it they just, you just walk in and he's dead because i was and then this may be information that is uh added in the novel to the novelization it must yeah, yeah because just watching it it's like how did that even just happen yeah and then like <laughs> and then the priest what's the original priest name that looks like rocky chorus chorus okay chorus i'm not sure how to pronounce it so why is his first reaction to just hit his chest? But just, oh, just yeah. like, well, hey, a... what are we doing? That's <laughs> maybe what... that's procedure in the seventies. <laughs> and he's a psychiatrist, not a doctor. So yeah, but still, I mean, he had to go to med school. He doesn't know CPR. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was CPR at the time. No way it was CPR. I mean, CPR. No wonder people in died the last back five then. years. So you know, it could have been. Yeah, but. I don't even know. Maybe it was. They thought they thought cigarettes were good for you. They did. So. They smoked cigs inside all the time. Yeah, I guess. So, so they I probably didn't know how to do. There's no way that you know what, maybe. But like that's sort of wild. No <laughs> wonder everyone died movie. back then. No, he's not a real doctor. He's an actor. So yeah, but in the in the story, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. If he's supposed to be the psychiatrist, he don't even know CPR. Yeah. Wild. Anyway, not that that technically matters, but I just always notice that kind of thing. It's always taking the fun out of all the. the yeah, I things. am. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, it does. It is not obvious that he had a heart attack. So I don't know yeah. why they. I don't know. You would have thought she just got, or he got choked by. Yeah, I thought he Reagan. Just, yeah, yeah, I thought she just killed him with magic or something. <laughs> Demon magic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, enraged, Kara beats the possessed Reagan, which is wild. He just beats this twelve-year-old girl, which, like punches her in the face over and over. Yeah, because like when he did that, I was like, "What is that doing?" It, you know, what <laughs> it really I mean? works. Apparently, he just needed to beat beat the demon because it, it kind of works. Yeah, but I mean. <sighs> I don't know. The only reason it works is because he gets so frustrated. He's like, possess me instead. Yeah. 
it reminded me of uh and then in the most recent it reboot like the 2017 2016 whatever it was yeah where the way they defeat pennywise is they just beat him with sticks <laughs> but then there's a cha- well they you know beat him into the sewers again yeah. and there's a chapter two yeah yeah so, so. uh enraged cars beats the possessed reagan demands that pazuzu take him instead Pazuzu rips the medallion uh, of St. Joseph from Karst's neck and possesses him, freeing Reagan. Karst hurls himself out the window, tumbling down the stone stairs outside. Chris and Kinderman enter the room. Chris embraces the healed Reagan, and Kinderman survives the scene. Outside, Dyer administers the dying Karst's lost rights. Last Last rights, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which I thought that was cool, how you see it enter him and like the eyes turn yellow. And I wonder how much of that inspires other movies where you see stuff like that, including like Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith, where Anakin's eyes turn yellow. You know, like mm-hmm. how much yeah. does that inspire those things, you know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But then there's like that happens and then a split second, like he's like back to normal. Well, you kind of see then him he like, jumps out. Yeah. You kind of see him like overtake it back and be like, no. And then he kind of flips back and then jumps. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was an interesting way to end it because you know like we say with horror movies you're always aiming for a sequel hmm. i was like this is this ends in a way that the everything's okay but it's ambiguous enough that this demon's obviously still out there oh well, I, I guess not not necessarily obvious i mean i mean it wouldn't just die with them you know so it would oh. yeah <laughs> they could say that it's it you know yeah i mean, I, mean I guess if you if it, this made no money then you could end it that way yeah you know but it's ambiguous enough how many sequels do they have so many we'll talk about it okay. a lot um so the McNeils prepare to leave and Father Dyer says goodbye despite having no memory of her ordeal. Reagan moved by the side of Dyer's clerical collar, kisses him on the cheek. As the McNeils leave, Chris gives Dyer the medallion found in Reagan's room. Dyer then briefly examines the steps where Cars died before walking away. The end. Yeah. I like this a lot. I, re- <laughs> I, I can't. I was surprised at how much I like this. Unfortunately, I was a, a really tired when watching it. Yeah. But I mean, it's it, like I said, it could be worse. Yeah. Now, uh, the main character hated her hair, and, I, and I'll stick by that. The mom, was, not yes, the girl. Yeah. Sorry, not the child. Yeah, the mom's hair. Yeah, it just reminded me of my hair when I was younger, <laughs> and so I have trauma from that. Uh, that was Ellen Burstein. She played the mom, Chris McNeil. Yeah. Uh, Linda Blair plays Reagan, the little girl, and she's fantastic in this. Like, yeah. she is so good yeah. for a child actor in the seventies. Like, yeah fantastic mm-hmm. and uh still working today still playing this character in the most recent uh sequel i don't know when that comes out but it's yeah. already out it's um, bombed horribly no that's yeah, so terrible. people say it's terrible no yeah. we'll talk about it but justice um, for linda is that her name yeah linda. linda she's in her 60s now and looks great by the way we love that yeah, yeah she i mean i was like this girl is in a room with so many people smoking she had to age horribly no she looks great <laughs> so good for her at least she didn't grow up chain smoking like the rest yeah of them, so. as far as we know well yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh max von Sydow plays uh father Marin, which he they actually age him up in this he's only 44 they put on makeup to make him look old that's the, hmm. the one that has a heart attack hmm. so uh, pretty cool that's a big actor hmm. uh jack mcgarren plays burke dennings um this is the uh uh it's also the film debut of jason miller and he received an oscar for his role as father Cars in the film his first ever movie and gets an oscar really? yeah that's, that's pretty crazy. cool yeah um and lee jacob plays luke's in it kinderman there's a lot of other people but that's unfortunately the i don't remember the cop. <laughs> the cop is like who did this murder <laughs> who did a murder who did the murder <laughs> 
Methinks it was the devil. <laughs> Methinks. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I don't remember any of them, but yeah, or the daughter's great. Reagan, yeah. ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Right. The scene with her flopping in the bed. I can't stop thinking so about. Good. I was want she to... doing that? How was she flopping? I, like I want to watch a documentary, and I found one. Um, about how they do all the special effects in this because they're all real like yeah. they're not there's no computer stuff yeah you know people were injured performing these and we'll talk about that performing yeah. these stunts and there are so many great stunts in this interesting even like the bed shaking like that's like apparently that's like on a machine or something like yeah, that's so that interesting yeah. yeah so i just i want to watch a documentary about how they do all these things because it's it was revolutionary for the time yeah and i think this one holds up because you do it practical and it's gonna look it more better. real. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana Jones saw that and they were like, we gotta do it. Yeah. We have to, <laughs> to build a whole set yeah. of all the traps. Yeah. We have to do it that way. Um yeah. soundtrack. I really like the theme song. I'm gonna play it. I was gonna say, yeah, I, I don't remember it. You're gonna have to play it. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Right here. Oh yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. We'll play it all later, but um, it works. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's creepy. It, so you can tell that it's like uh, Halloween movies inspired from that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, the fashion. We talked about the hair. What you know? I, anything and else? you know what? I'll never get over it. Yeah. It was really bad. There's not a ton of other fashion in this because most people are just dressed as priests. The mom looks very like the most seventies person you've ever seen. Yeah. Like. The, and then there's one point where she dresses up for whatever she dressed up for and her hair i mean it's teased to to the heavens i mean it's i don't even know how to describe it in terms of like at, you know academic terms <laughs> but like i don't even you just have to you're gonna have to look up just photos of her from this yeah. movie i mean I, she just has very it's a very 70s fashion and i mean cycles you know they'll come back fashion cycles they come back you know what i mean and so like a lot of this style came back or it's not so much now but like it has come back yeah. in recent years so yeah. so i don't know i mean most of it was it was decent it could be worse yeah um 80s was definitely it's definitely more like noticeable if it's an 80s fashion as far as like 80s versus is louder. 70s yeah, yeah exactly yeah. um but yeah i mean the my main my main gripe with her was her hair <laughs> i can I, i'm telling you like it, it's a bowl cut yeah like middle school 20 what year was i in middle school <laughs> 2010 29 or 2009 like that era like just a bieber bowl haircut that was what her hair was Which is what i had yeah and it's yeah. bad I'm wow i thought it was uh great i was gonna go back to it so did she yeah, yeah. <laughs> she loved it let's talk about some of the controversies mm -hmm. from this or controversies if you controversy i don't i will not <laughs> you're 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 from australian parents that's how they say it they don't i don't they think do. they do it's true my parents don't well your parents are americanized they are, <laughs> they are. um audience members screamed and fled the theater during the only uh sneak preview not even the movie like give me you know what maybe there was just nothing like this back then i don't there know wasn't. like that's not to this scale because like give me a break yeah. like <laughs> this was revolutionary yeah like i don't know like i mean we there are horror movies now that like are so like jarring and scary and like traumatizing yeah. not traumatizing that's dramatic but you know what i mean <laughs> like very intense yeah so then like this kind of thing 
But what they, do you mean you fled the theater? You know, think what I mean? like you've, you've never seen anything like. And this, that's why uh, I'm like, okay, know? we have to give them a little bit of grace, I guess. Yeah. But like this, this goes back to like how I wish I could take the Guardians of the Galaxy movie back to the '50s and show it to people. Like their heads would explode. <laughs> they, they couldn't rationalize. They'd it. be like, yeah, They'd exactly. Be like, we actually go to space in the future. <laughs> They could, yeah. they, they would, in 2025 they we would go to the rather future, believe yeah. that than that we had could fake that you know so 100 oh, yeah. percent, yeah and <laughs> it's like the same concept of like if you brought like a bag of doritos to a victorian child and make them you know it die they would die yeah. it's like same vibes <laughs> like if you brought any horror movie now to people in the 70s i guess they would just cry i yeah. don't even know what they would do yeah. they scream and leave the theater i mean it's I don't know. Like, I, will, I can't wrap my head around that, honestly. I honestly think, though, that this is better than the majority of modern horror movies. I mean, I I get it because, like, I, it's definitely a lot more, like, thought out and, like, deeper. And, I just you know. think it looks r- more real than a lot of Well, that too. So, yeah. yeah. But... Which is... Because cr- it's 50 years old. But, yeah. like, everything in this, I was like, that looks good. Like, yeah. that looks that looks real. Yeah. You know? It doesn't look, like, especially bad. Yeah. No, I mean, so, I don't know. I mean, but I still can't get over the like screaming leaving the theater yeah oh it gets worse like oh. um reports of strong audience reactions were widespread many viewers fainted a new york woman in new york a new york woman in new york is redundant i don't know why they wrote this a new uh, york woman in new york <laughs> and she was in new york she's anyway. said to have miscarried during a showing like, all right no probably all related. that yeah <laughs> probably related immediately uh she was already miscarrying for yeah. sure and then, like, this uh, just amount of stress is what pushed her over the edge, right? She was yeah. already probably going to do that. So crazy to imply that a movie made you miscarriage. One man was carried out on a stretcher after 20 minutes. Like, nothing happens give in the me first 20 a break. minutes. It's like an archaeological dig, and nothing's going on. Yeah. That's what pisses me off. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? You, what did you faint? Did you hit your, did you have a headache? Did you have a heart attack? Well, here's this nausea was frequent. A, uh, a reviewer recalled how the vomit in the bathroom blocked ass- access to the sinks. We have a plumber practically living here now, said the manager of a Toronto University theater, which sold out in its four daily showings. Uh, viewers seemed particularly disturbed by the crucifix scenes, uh, seeing some theaters arrange for ambulances to be on call. Like, oh my God, uh, many, give me a break. <laughs> many audiences, many audience members found the the uh, angrography, angrography, I don't know how to say what? that. To be the film's most unsettling scene, some mm. Catholic viewers, particularly those who uh, lost their faith, but also including some priests, experienced real <laughs> spiritual crisis. Uh, many parishes reported calling, uh, inquiring about having an exorcism performed, and the Reverend Richard Woods, a professor at Loyola of Chicago, said most of his calls were from lapsed Catholics for whom the film resurfaced their religious education prior to Vatican uh, it that stirs up crazy. memories of all those descriptions of hell that you got from nuns, he said. So I'm Catholic and like yeah. that. And I went to Catholic school, that kind of thing. Learned all that, obviously, as you know. And like that is absolutely insane. I'm sure in the 70s, that's probably true because like yeah. that was around the time of like Vatican II and they were finally changing the mass to like from Latin to English. Yeah. So I don't know that for the time that was probably the case. I mean, it's definitely, you know, very different now in general in terms of like how religious people are now, I feel like depending on like what your culture is and like, you know, that kind of thing. But I just, I cannot get over the fact that these people were falling out and fainting left and right. Like, I can't get over that. What do you mean? Like, we don't really know how true this is. Well, you know what that, and additionally, I don't think people took care of themselves back then. Well, that too. But we learned from the paranormal activity thing that, 
that's that's like a PR thing to be like, this it is must. so scary. People yeah. are dying. Yeah, they could have just found they are passing away. They could have just theater. found a, a theater where somebody had a heart attack and been like, that's because of our that movie. movie. Exactly. You know? yeah. So it's it's hard to tell. Uh, theaters might have been like, let's call some ambulances to get some PR. Because get some, of this, we'll yeah, get on the local news. You know, so it could have been. <laughs> Could have been all that, you know. A lot of money just for some ambulances people. weren't that expensive back then. Like oh, they are maybe today. not. Yeah, yeah so no inflation. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I just, yeah. I mean, I, I'm more inclined to believe that's not true. I, yeah. I, I'm gonna need like proof. I, I need proof that a photo and video evidence that they did fall <laughs> because of this movie. Yeah, that they didn't already have like some syndrome where they just fainted left and right yeah. at any sign of stress. I think a lot of it's probably marketing has to be because there is no way i'm telling you there's no way like that is like it it was already happening or they're prone to it and like you know it's like the famous story of um of like when the first ever uh theater nickelodeon came out you know the original movie where it's just like a 12 second clip of a train coming toward the screen and people always say that like people in the theater were so scared they ran out of the theater because they thought they were really gonna get hit by a train and that never happened. Ass, it's just yeah. it was just like a, a a marketing thing, you know. <sighs> Probably the same thing. I just I can't get over that dramatization. Like yeah. I don't know who believes that. Maybe some people do. Yeah. I just I, I'm also just someone that's more inclined to believe that things aren't real until proven otherwise. <laughs> so. uh, this movie had a budget of 11 million in its um in its initial run. It made 193 million uh worldwide it's been released five other times since has made hundreds of millions more they definitely it's, made a profit yeah yeah if you um if you adjust this for inflation it is the most uh profitable uh box office for an r-rated movie of all time and it's yeah. not even close yeah yeah, yeah for yeah for r-rated yeah. yeah um there have been several sequels and tv series including the one out now the exorcist exorcist believer which is a direct sequel so it ignores all the other ones, kind of like how Halloween did. Yeah. Um, and it's a straight to the first one sequel. Oh, are you talking about the... That's the one where it's like those two girls. The two, yeah. So it's... That's not bad. It's her daughter or grandchildren, yeah. Reagan, in the movie. Uh, but yeah, it's getting panned critically. That and makes me so sad. not making many money commercially either. Why not? People, it's got such bad reviews. People stop watching it. I But you know what? I the liked, same company or whatever. Yeah. But I like... um. I like Reagan enough that I'd watch it just to see her in it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me sad. Yeah. I want I want that to do well. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's well I don't know it. what went wrong. What do they d- not do? Apparently, it's just not very good. You know, it's a different director. That one's that one's obviously dead. R.I.P. Yeah. So, I assume. R.I.P. That director. Yeah. I would assume. Ugh, so. That's so sad. Um, are you ready for some IMDb trivia? We have a lot. Sure. Uh, but some really good stuff in here. Um. Here we go. So in the scene where Reagan projectile vomits at Father Karras, the vomit was intended to hit Jason Miller in the chest, but the plastic tubing misfired, hitting him in the face. His reaction of shock and disgust while wiping away the vomit is genuine, and Miller admitted his interviews that he was very angered by this mistake. But is it that serious? Like you lived, you know. It's not that serious. Um, but while that it was like a tubing, like plastic tubing. Yeah. And also that vomit it does not look real. Well, here's why. Honest. The vomit that Reagan hurls at Father Karras is thick pea soup. Specifically, it's Ederson's brand pea soup. The I crew knew tried it. Campbell's, but I uh, didn't like the effect. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it, I mean it, 
not that it has to necessarily look real or like be whatever you know but at least it was food so if it got in their mouths it yeah. wouldn't be that bad the i think this is the, and it's the same thing as the blood where you're always like blood never looks real in the movies it's not really supposed to look real it's supposed to be able to get the most visceral reaction i guess so it's but... like green is an unnatural color to come from the body so let's use green I guess, red yeah. if this red's gonna show it's gonna pop more if it's bright red you yeah. know and people get it you know what i'm saying unfortunately it's just something that i noticed it's just yeah. a me problem so it's okay but <laughs> that's okay yeah but anyway yeah i mean i'm sure that's probably what it is they aren't going for realism so yeah, yeah. uh speaking of jason miller he had a major verbal confrontation with the director william fridkin after the director fired a gun near his ear to get an authentic reaction from him uh he told fridkin that he was an actor and that he didn't need a gun to act surprised or startled that is insane why would he do that that's so dangerous <laughs> Could have made him go yeah yeah <laughs> i do that yeah i mean i totally agree with the actor like i literally know how to look surprised i'm an actor yeah can you stop please don't do that again please don't yeah. make me deaf <laughs> yeah that's crazy uh this is sad due to death threats against linda blair reagan uh the little girl from religious zealots who believe the film glorified satan Warner Brothers had bodyguards protecting her for six months after the film's release. And and you know what? That kind of thing like especially pisses me off because yeah. it's like as if this 12-year-old girl is promoting Satanism, number one. Right. The movie isn't in general. Yeah. If but, anything, it's doing the opposite. It's like you don't want this. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like religious zealots, I don't even know if that's supposed to be just like religious Catholics or whoever, just religious Christians in general, but like it's the, it's the same argument that people feel about like hating like villains in movies or yeah. any movie you know like as if that's who they are in real life yeah. like they're an actor they're acting this right. is not them Chill as a out. person yeah. yeah that that makes me really mad yeah. like it, and that's a 12 year old child yeah. as if she was the one like being like yeah we need to promote satanism right i love satan i want it to be possessed <laughs> like she's showing that like that it's, it's actually the most the worst experience somebody somebody cut that clip and, and take it out of context maybe don't do that <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, mom will have a heart attack this yeah. is the, this is the second highest uh, grossing warner brothers film of all time and adjusted for inflation uh, behind only Barbie from this year. I was literally about to say, I'm sure Barbie beat it. Yeah, yeah. The only one. It took 50 years to beat to this beat movie. It. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That is pretty wild. Yeah, and a horror movie. Uh, that's that's yeah. wild. Yeah. Um, when originally released in the UK, a number of town councils imposed a complete ban on showing of the film. This led to the bizarre spectacle of exorcist bus trips, where enterprising travel companies organized buses to take groups to the nearest town where the film was showing. Pretty wild. Pretty cool. You know, that makes me mad. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, to to imply that this movie is promoting it is pretty crazy. Yeah. If anything, like you said, it's showing the, how bad it is. Yeah. Why would you see this movie and be like, yeah, I actually want to get possessed? <laughs> it's terrible. Look, you yeah. see how bad she looks? Yeah, she almost died. Yeah. She yeah. would have Multiple died. Multiple people did die. She would have died. Exactly. And yeah. she would have died if the priest wasn't like, please possess me instead. Yeah. She would have she would have been gone forever. Yeah, that was the only way that she lived. Yeah. So yeah, no, like the, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there's some twisted logic in it, but to me, it doesn't make it makes zero sense. Yeah. yeah. Actress Mercedes McCambridge, who provided the voice of the demon, insisted on swallowing raw eggs and chain smoking to alter her vocalizations. 
the actress who had uh, who had had problems with alcohol abuse in the past, furthermore wanted to drink whiskey as she knew uh, alcohol would distort her voice even more and create the crazy state of mind of the character. As she was giving up sobriety, she insisted that her priest uh, be present to counsel her during the recording process. At William Friedkin's direction, McCambridge was, uh, was also bound to a chair with pieces of a torn sheet at her neck, arm, wrists, legs, and feet to get a more realistic sound of the demon struggling against its restraints. McCambridge later recalled the experience as one of the as one of horrific rage, while Friedkin admitted that her performance, as well as the extremes which the actress put herself through to gain authenticity, terrified the director. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Like, I mean, it, shouldn't you just be able to do that with all out all of that? <laughs> well. Keep, Why'd you have to chain smoke? Keep in mind everything she did in sacrifice for this movie. When I read this next one, okay. Okay. Mercedes McCambridge, the lady, had to sue Warner Brothers for credit as the voice of the demon. Uh, William uh, Friedkin said that originally she didn't want a credit, saying that she wanted the audience to believe the voice was Reagan's. However, after it was released, she changed her mind and was given the credit. I don't believe that. I think they just didn't give her credit. I totally agree because no. why would she say that? Yeah. Why would she do all of that and not I think want the they credit? Just didn't give her the credit, and That's then the director's weird. like, "Well, actually, she didn't want it." But actually, <laughs> she did not want it. Yeah. That's not. I don't believe that for a second. Even if she didn't want it, put it up there anyway because why? She may like, change her mind, and she did the work. Why would she not want it? Yeah. That doesn't even make sense in the first place. Yeah. She did all of that, and you expect me to believe that she just. Did it out of the kindness of her heart? Right, yeah. Nah. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't believe it for a second. Yeah. Uh, dir- the director, William Friedkin, eventually asked technical direct- uh, advisor, Father Thomas uh, Birmingham, to exercise the set. He refused, saying an exorcism might increase anxiety. Father Birmingham wound up visiting the set and gave a blessing and talked to reassure the cast and crew, because even they were a little uh, freaked out. They did an exorcism of the set. I think that's just another marketing thing. I think so too. Yeah. If anything, like maybe they blessed it. Yeah. But like, I was about to ask if cameras were around back then. They were, <laughs> believe it or not, because. Uh, what do you mean this wasn't the 1920s? <laughs> you they made filmed the, the movie, so they had cameras. <laughs> uh, but you didn't have handheld cameras. You know, all you had was the kind that make movies. You know. The so they didn't have key. Polaroids. No. Uh, um, no. They didn't put photos in newspapers. This, this is just because oh, you're, history you're talking about cam- oh i thought you were talking about video cameras <laughs> yeah they had they had cameras it's just becoming a history lesson <laughs> me asking you questions about history they may have, they may have had polaroid polaroids came around in the 70s but i, I don't, don't know if they were, don't they were know. early 70s or i was just 70s. gonna say i mean how would anyone have known that that to be true or not like yeah. they could just say that exactly yeah it's I'm, you that's know, how a lot of these these film myths happen people just say stuff you and, know and, and like everyone is gonna believe that's true because they have no proof otherwise and it's fun so you're gonna want to believe it yeah. yeah i don't think that happened i think they just said that because why would they do that yeah like the set is possessed why For marketing that's why you that, but that's what i mean yeah and then maybe they just did it just and maybe they did a blessing like you can't yeah. exercise a set Anyway, uh, whatever. <laughs> the contortionist Anne Miles was hired to perform the famous spider walk scene, which was filmed in November of 1972. Miss Miles was able to perform the scene by use of a harness and flying wires hung above the staircase used on the set. She would advise William Friedkin uh, when she was just barely touching the stairs with her hands and feet, and then she maintained that light touch as she was moved down the staircase by the harness and wires. William Friedkin deleted the scene before the film's December release. 
he felt it was too much of an effect because it appeared so early in the film. He later admitted that another reason for omitting the scene was that there was no way to hide the wires from view at the time. Almost 30 years later, Friedkin changed his mind and added the scenes back to the extended 2000 version with the wires digitally removed. I was just about to say, like, yeah, I so don't our version didn't all. have that. Yeah. yeah. We had the, the theatrical version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, just say that it was because you couldn't get the wires out. I, what are you gonna? What do you mean? It's too much. There was other things in there that were also too much. No, I for think that he was time. saying it was too much for that early on because, like, you see her slowly get worse, and so guess, if it was yeah. early on in the movie, then it'd be like, well, this is too early for something like this. Yeah, but then why not also say and also, I can't get the wires out of. The That's shot. what he said. Yeah, but then you say that it after. He said like one of the he, another reason he didn't was because. But of he it. later, like, said that. I don't know. I, I could have sworn that's what. Yeah, he later admitted that another reason. Yeah, see. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Ellen Burstyn received a permanent spinal injury during filming. That's the mom. In the sequence where she is thrown away from her possessed daughter, a harness jerked her uh, heart away from the bed. She fractured her, was that coccyx? Yeah, so that's your uh, lower back. And, uh, and screamed in pain. This was the footage used in the film. I'd be pissed off if that happened. Well, I don't know. do if, I get workers' comp? But no, because it's the seventies and you're a woman. But if um, <laughs> I can't even get my bank account yeah, at this point. But I mean, I guess if you're gonna, if it's gonna happen to you, you, might as well use it. You know. That's so crazy. So like your cost is like it's like right below like your lower back. It's kind of yeah. like uh, what kind of like your pelvis is like yeah. on the just the opposite side. Um, I know that had to hurt like a. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably so. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Just imagine like what lower back pain feels like, and then like imagine like there's a bone fracture in that area too. Like you like can't put a cast on it. Yeah. All you can do is just sit around and hopefully it heals and you don't get like a herniated disc from it. This um, next... that would hurt even more. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'd, I'd be pissed for if, back then <laughs> if, I were, if I were me. This next piece of trivia is something that we've talked about multiple times on the show about. Why would a demon possess anyone? What's their end game? What do they get out of this? Because mm -hmm. it, it seems like if you're going to possess somebody, you possess like the president or you have power or something, right? Or someone that's not a child, like anyone that has any sort of influence on anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like the only movie that explains it is like Chucky because he needs to keep his body, right? Yeah. Uh, so there was some deleted scenes about why this happened. So originally there were lines from Karis and Mullen about why the demon would terrorize Reagan. Marin says that the point is to make them despair. Reagan herself wasn't the target. The demon simply made her do horrible and unspeakable things just to instill fear into other people and shake their faith in God. While author William Peter uh, Blatty felt that the, this exposition was necessary, director William Friedkin thought it was superfluous. Uh, feeling superfluous yeah. superfluous superfluous like it's like extra yeah, yeah like yeah. not needed yeah uh so why can't that weird is, that word is really weird <laughs> i'm like why did they use that yeah feeling that this was already obvious and self-evident to anyone who watched the movie so he edited it from the original cut uh much to bloody's uh chagrin Later, when Fred can recut the movie for the 2000 re-release, he put it back as a favor to Blatty since Blatty wrote the book and gave him one of the biggest hits of his career. As he should. Yeah, I think that was. I think that's necessary because <laughs> I'm all, I, every movie I watch, I'm like, why are they doing this? Why is it even doing this? Why are they getting out of this? Well, that and then additionally, uh, as a favor for like the fact that the book is what made him have this like great success. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like without the book, he would have no yeah. IP to draw from. And then last, uh, last trivia here: the refrigerated be- uh, bedroom set was cooled with four air conditioners, and temperatures would plunge below thirty degrees. It was so cold that perspiration would freeze on some of the cast and crew. On one occasion, the air was saturated with the moisture, resulting in a thin layer of snow falling on the set before the crew arrived for filming. You know how I feel about that. Yeah. I would be miserable. And that's correct because it looks so cold in there. I didn't realize it was actually that cold. And I guess that makes sense yeah. because everything in this movie has been so practical. Right. And so I guess it would make sense that they would like make the room like physically cold. Yeah. So it's just like they don't make movies like this anymore. And because it's dangerous, but it is like when you go back and watch it, you're like, that looks so much more real than a lot of stuff we get today. Yeah. Which I yeah. mean, the fractured bones. Yeah, but not hot, worth right? it. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> but if it's gonna happen. You might as well appreciate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. But the cold room, you know, I would hate that. But because yeah. I, I just be cold in general, I'm anemic. So, so um, run out of time here. Last question: Does this hold up to you? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it definitely does for me. Hundred percent. Pretty sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I'll tell you what, it holds up more than Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way in more. my opinion. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of that, what are we watching next week? um i'm thinking twitches twitches we'll be watching twitches that'll be out next tuesday on youtube all your podcast apps be sure to subscribe like follow us on facebook instagram at nuance nostalgia you can follow caitlin everywhere at caitlin shorts me everywhere at nick north zero six uh thank you for all the mess we got several messages this week from really people. tell yeah. me what they are I don't um know. i don't have them pulled up somebody said i like um and this is the first time we haven't heard from or don't know in oh, life. Really? they're like uh, they said something along the lines of like, really like, really like your show. I've listened to every episode. Plan to keep listening. Wow, that makes me so happy. Yeah, and we got several messages for people we do know. But yeah, so thank well, you to everybody. Thank you to the people that we do know personally. Yeah, I can't um, ever comprehend that people actually watch this. <laughs> yeah. in my mind, we just felt a talk. We just have a talk. Yeah, yeah. And then we just put it on the internet sometimes. We do. Yeah. And then that's about it. <laughs> I can't comprehend that people actually, outside of us, listen to this. Yeah so it's very nice we're going to try to get a tiktok account made soon yeah uh, maybe next week or the week after but um anyway thank you everyone for listening and we will be back with twitches and roll tide and <laughs> happy halloween happy yeah. halloween Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>